Well, it's great to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Such an honor to gather to God's house each and every week, to gather with the family of God, to sing songs and exalt our Lord together. Amen. If you have your Bibles, would you open up to the book of Romans, chapter 8? You know, life takes us places. Times and seasons, environments, topographies, landscapes and sceneries, elevations. Life takes us places and we face obstacles, difficulties, forces, enemies, adversaries. We understand that life takes us places. It's part of the journey. Romans 8, verses 31 to 39. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, life plays out, and we understand that we live in a fallen world where things rust and break down and die. We live in a fallen world where things seem, well, they seem to not always work out. We live in a fallen world and we must endure in the strength of our God, by the strength of our God. We live in a fallen world and there is testing and there's trial of faith. We live in a fallen world and we understand that there is There is onslaught of the enemy. Life plays out and life takes us places. Verses 35 to 39 in the New Living Translation, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry? or destitute, or in danger, or threatened with death? 
As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced. Are you convinced? I am persuaded. I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, life takes us places. In clement weather, and his love is questioned. Rough waters, and his care is questioned. Hard terrain, and his presence is questioned. Trouble, calamity, persecution, hunger and need, danger, threatening. Crisis, physical attack, ailment. And all of a sudden, his sovereignty is questioned. Life takes us places. Life plays out, and we find ourselves in different environments, different realms in this life. And we face different experiences as life plays out in this fallen world. And yet, what does the beautiful Bible say? And now we're going to read from the Passion Translation. Who could ever divorce us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one. For nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love toward us. Troubles, pressures, and problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecutions? Deprivations, dangers, and death threats? No. For they are all impotent to hinder omnipotent love, even though it is written. All day long we face death threats for your sake, God. We are considered to be nothing more than sheep to be slaughtered. Listen to these words. Yet even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all. For God has made us to be more than conquerors, and his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. Our victory over everything. So now I live with the confidence, and I ask, are you living with the confidence? Are you confident? Are you fully persuaded? I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. A.W. Tozer said these words, 
You can see God from anywhere if your mind is set to love and obey him. You can see God from anywhere if your mind is set to love and obey him. And the statement is so true. We can see God from anywhere, and we can see God anywhere if our minds are set to love and obey him. We read scriptures like Isaiah 26, verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. The Voice Bible reads, you will keep the peace, a perfect peace for all who trust in you, for those who dedicate their hearts and minds to you. You know how easily the mind starts to wander when the eye sees trouble. How easily the mind starts to crater when the eye sees trouble. If we're honest, we understand how easily the mind starts to falter when the eye sees trouble. And when the mind goes rogue, the heart grows cold. I'd say to all of us here today, we have to keep our minds stayed on the Lord. and We have to keep our hearts stayed on the Lord. The Passion Translation, perfect, absolute peace surrounds those whose imaginations, steadfast mind, are consumed with you. They confidently trust in you. Listen, we know how the imaginations arise. And we know the imaginations that arise and we know how the imagination can take us places we, we were never meant to go. Keep your mind stayed on Christ. Your heart stayed on Christ. Deuteronomy 31, verse 21. And it shall come to pass, when many evils and troubles are befallen them, that this song shall testify against them as a witness. For it shall not be forgotten out of the mouths of their seed. For I know their imagination which they go about even now before I have brought them into the land, which I swear. First Chronicles 29, verses 17 and 18, I know also, my God, that thou triest the heart and hast pleasure in uprightness. As for me, in the uprightness of mine heart, I have willingly offered all these things. And now have I seen with joy thy people, which are present here, to offer willingly unto thee. O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, our fathers, keep this forever in the imagination of the thoughts of the heart of thy people and prepare their heart unto thee. Life is going to take us places. That's just the way it works. Minds stayed on Christ. Minds stayed on the Lord. And I would say to all of us here today, we are going to have to cast down imaginations. 
2 Corinthians 10, verse 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. That exalts itself against your knowledge of who God is. The biblical understanding of who God is. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And what? Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You know, Charles Spurgeon said this, God is an almighty watcher, a sleepless guardian, a faithful friend. Nothing can happen without his direction. The steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. So if our steps are ordered of the Lord, no matter where life takes us, we must understand that we are under the hand of God. The Voice Bible reads, we are demolishing arguments and ideas, and that's a word for some here today, every high and mighty philosophy that pits itself against the knowledge of the one true God. We are taking prisoners of every thought, every thought. And then what does it say? Every emotion and subduing them into obedience to the anointed one. Wow, how we battle thoughts and emotions. Casting down imaginations, you know, the truth is, if we don't cast them down, they cast us down. They imprison us. They subdue us. It's proven over and over in this life those arguments and ideas that pit themselves against our God, the thoughts and the emotions that we face. See God from anywhere. See God anywhere. Psalm 139, verses 7 to 12. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you. But the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. I want to ask a question today. Is there anywhere you can't see God? Life takes us places. Life plays out. Is there anywhere you can't see God, any place, any environment, any topography, any situation, any circumstance? Is there anywhere we can't see God? Times and seasons, landscapes and sceneries, elevations. 
Is there anywhere we can't see God? Facing obstacles, hindrances, difficulties, forces, enemies, adversaries. Is there anywhere we can't see God? Is there anywhere that you can't see God? Psalm 23, have you heard? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. You're not only with me, you comfort me. You prepare a table before me. You anoint me. See God from anywhere. You know, I want to encourage us today and reassure us of the fact that, that our God loves us and he cares for us and that he is with us and he will never leave us nor forsake us. And though we may not understand all things, he is sovereign over all. Though we may not understand all things, he is with us through it all. And though we may not understand all things, he is he's working in it all. You say, give me some proof. Well, Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things, all things, see God from anywhere and see God anywhere. As life plays out, no matter where we find ourselves, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. The Passion Translation, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives, wow. Are you convinced? Are you fully persuaded? We are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. Man, that'll change your perspective on the day. The Amplified, we are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. I recently read these words, and here they are. Cheer up, Christian. Things are not left to chance. No blind fate rules the world. God has purposes, and those purposes are fulfilled. God has plans, and those plans are wise and can never be dislocated. Cheer up, Christian. See God from anywhere. See God anywhere. People of God, don't let inclement weather cause you to question his love. Don't let rough waters cause you to question his love. Haven't you heard that many waters cannot quench love, nor floods drown it? Don't let hard terrain drive you to question his presence. Is God really here? Is he really with me? And what of trouble, calamity, persecution, hunger, need, danger, threatening? 
Never question his sovereignty. The answer today is this. Keep your mind stayed on Christ. Keep your heart stayed on Christ for his promise is alive today. He will keep the peace, a perfect peace for all who trust in him, for those who dedicate their hearts and minds to him. The Bible says it's a peace that this world cannot offer and therefore it may not make sense to the unregenerate, those that do not know the one who is peace himself. How can you see God from there? How can you see God anywhere? He gives us a peace that is not of this world, a peace that surpasses all human understanding. It transcends human understanding. I'm sure it would be accurate to say that there are those in this place today that are on the mountain. And yes, the hills are alive with singing. You know, I'm sure it would be accurate also to say today that there are those in this place that are in the valley. And I'm sure it would be accurate to say that there are those in this place today anywhere in between. Some are on the mountaintop, in the hilltops, some in the valley, and others in between. I've asked this question in the past, and really it's three questions. Is he God of the mountain? Is he God of the valley? And is he God of the anywhere in between. Are you convinced? Are you fully persuaded? And what I mean by that is to you and for you, not just saying yes, not just answering with a yes, but are you fully convinced? Is he God of the mountain for you? Is he God of the valley for you? Is he God of the anywhere in between for you? First Kings chapter 20, verse 28, then a man of God came and spoke to the king of Israel and said, thus says the Lord, because the Syrians have said, the Lord is God of the hills, but he is not God of the valleys. Therefore, I will deliver all this great multitude into your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. God of the hills and not of the valleys. You know, if this is the confession of the enemy, that's one thing. But never let it be our confession. He is God of anywhere. See God from anywhere and see God anywhere. Life takes us places. We may not totally understand what's taking place and what's going on. We may not totally understand the season that we're in, the timing of the Lord, all these things, but we trust his sovereignty. And we know that he's working it all out for his good and for our good. I want to ask today, has the enemy been coming at you with lies? 
telling you he isn't God of the valley because the valley seems to be lacking the victory of mountaintop seasons? Well, let's dive deeper today. Is he God of the mountain? Is he God of the mountain for us? When all is going well and it's a season on the mountaintop, do we, do we still need him and want him and cling to him as our life and essence of life? Is he still God or are we? Or is it just, just that he's just a, a God of the valley and when things hit rock bottom, we run to him? Last resort, we can manage the in-between, and when we're on the mountaintop, all things, all things are good, but we hit the valley floor and we run to him. And so, he's a God of the valleys, last resort. But when all is well and life is well and we're blessed, you know, there's scriptures that speak about that, not forgetting him. When all goes well, he's God of anywhere. You know, the Lord is here today in this place, and he is so faithful. He is so faithful, and you know, for myself, and I believe it would be the testimony of many here in the statement that they would make that the more I walk with him, the more I can see him from anywhere and anywhere. Seasons in my life where perhaps I, I couldn't. I couldn't see him in those places, those circumstances of life. How can this be God? What's your plan, Lord? Man, I think of Job. <laughs> God of anywhere, see God from anywhere. Set your mind to love and obey him in all seasons, in all places, at all times. Let's be a people that set our hearts to love and obey him in all seasons, all places, at all times. And let not your heart be troubled. Cast down those imaginations he is your almighty watcher, your sleepless guardian, and your faithful friend. He's so faithful. You can have the worship team return today. Romans 8, verses 31 to 39, we're going to read it from the message paraphrase. So what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? And who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Who would dare even point a finger? The one who died for us, 
who was raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment, 11-22, August 15. Think about it. He's in the presence of God at this very moment, sticking up for us. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There's no way. No trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness. You fill in the blank this morning. Not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in Scripture. They kill us in cold blood because they hate you. We're sitting ducks. They pick us off one by one. And what does the Word say today? It says none of this phases us because Jesus loves us. I am absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. Nothing can separate us. He's God of anywhere. Sitting in a prison cell. He's God of anywhere. You know, this morning I woke up and I thought of Jonah. God called Jonah. He called to Jonah and he said, here's your mission, go do it. How much clearer could God have been? And Jonah gets this bright idea. I'm going to run for the docks. And so he runs from the call of God. What does the call mean today to you? He takes off. He heads off. He's running. And he pays the fare. And he boards the ship. And he takes his ease. Now, Jonah knew God. I mean, what kind of imaginations rose up in his mind? What kind of thoughts pit themselves against his knowledge of who God was? And so he goes down and he takes his ease and maybe God can't see me out here. He's God of the land. He's not God of the sea. He's not God of anywhere. And he was fooling himself. And perhaps he had fooled himself. And so we know the story plays out. God, God comes and meets him on the water. Is there anyways? Omnipresent. Meets him on the water. And Jonah finally gives up. Throw me overboard. Is he God of anywhere? throws him overboard and a whale, a fish, whatever your theology is, comes and swallows him. And you say, that was the judgment of God. And I say, no, that was the mercy of God. That was the grace of God. 
the grace of God. The grace of God. God gave him another chance. I don't know if there's a Jonah in the house. Maybe that's your literal name. I don't know if there's a Jonah in the house today. And you've run from the call maybe to serve the Lord. The Lord's knocked on your heart. Offered you the gift of eternal life and salvation and you just you've run for the dogs. I think of the prodigal son. Heads off and he's there with the pigs, ready to eat what the pigs are eating. Listen, he's God of anywhere. He's God of anywhere. I thought of all of us in this place. Listen, he's not just God in this room. And so he's God of Sunday. And then we head out and as soon as we get off Christ City grounds, Christ City property, I mean, he can't see us anymore, right? He's God of anywhere. You go to the movie theater. I don't know if anybody still goes to the movie theater, but he's God of anywhere. He's sitting in your room with the door shut on technology. He's God of anywhere. You're listening to music in your car all alone. What you're listening to, he's God of anywhere. We used to sing this old song and I've been singing it to my kids as we drive. Be careful little eyes what you see. Because we convince ourselves that God can't see if nobody can see us. And I tell my kids, this will strike the fear into them. Listen, I don't care if I can't see it, I don't know. <laughs> but he knows. And even if I never figure it out, he still knows. He still knows. I remember being a child and I had this fear of God and maybe partly, you know, fear of my dad too because I'd go to these prophetic meetings and he just, God would help him like read people's mail, you know. And so I remember like I'd go to school and I'd do something wrong and we'd be driving home after school and I'm like, Dad, you know what I did today? Like he was like my priest. I was going to confession all the time, you know. <laughs> But he's God of anywhere. First off, this will help us. He's God of anywhere. Help us to live right, to choose right, to see things differently. You know, when you go to your place of occupation with that boss that God's graced you with right now, he's God of anywhere. And who's the real master you're serving? That's what the Bible says. He's God of anywhere. It doesn't matter what we're facing. Laying in a hospital bed, listen, he's God of anywhere. When there's attack against our bodies, he's God of anywhere. He's not only sovereign over little pockets of the world, pockets of the planet. I've traveled to the third world and you stand there and you go, wow, do we have it good. And your heart breaks for the people, but you gotta remember that he's God of anywhere. He's God of anywhere. We may not understand what's going on in our world right now, and I don't have to give you a news report. All the things we see, all the questions, all the fears, the lies. 
the waywardness of humanity. They're trying to fix themselves and fix things without the fix. And we say, I don't get it. Where are you, God? Listen, he's God of anywhere. He's God of everywhere. He's God of all time. He's the Alpha, the Omega. You know, I hope you can receive this. I saw this. Somebody sent it to me. And I know there's a lot of fears that can creep in and things going on. And showed this picture. It was on a church sign, actually. Somebody down in the States, a, a pastor, I believe it was a Methodist church, put this on his church sign out front. You know those church signs out front? You know what I'm talking about? You drive by and you read them and some you're like, yeah, okay. And others are, amen, brother. And this one, it said, there's no need to fear the Delta. We have the Alpha and Omega. <laughs> And you can say, yeah, it's cute. Pick your poison people. <laughs> Let's trust our God. I'm not saying throw wisdom out the door. That's not what I'm saying today, but we're in a house of faith. We're to be a people of faith. Build yourself in the most holy faith. Be strong in faith. Have your mind stayed on Christ, not on the things of this world. Have your mind stayed on Christ, your heart stayed on Christ. Trust him, he's God of anywhere. Trust him in this season and trust him tomorrow. Trust him in the seasons to come, the years to come. So many questions, what's it gonna look like in the fall? That's the new one, right? He's working it all out. He hasn't taken a break. He's not off the job. None of this takes him by surprise. Maybe it takes us by surprise and we're so confused. It does not take God by surprise. And so I don't know about you, but I've just decided to rest in his peace and choose his peace as my portion and not get tangled up in these things and arguments and trying to figure it all out and rationalize it in this human brain of mine. But just trust God. Our days are His. Our days are His. Our times are in His hands. Amen. Let's stand this morning. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. There is nothing lacking in my Lord. Christ has done it all and is sovereign over all. He's the God of anywhere, the God of everywhere. Wherever you find yourself this morning, the mountaintop, the valley, or anywhere in between, would you just acknowledge him in this place if you're convinced, if you're fully persuaded, just say, I know you're God, I'm right where I'm at. And I may not understand everything. I may not understand it all, but you are God. You are God. Lord, we trust you. Lord, we trust you today. Just even if you don't have the words, Lord, I trust you. Faithful you have been and faithful you will be. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord. As the Holy Spirit brings those scriptures to mind, 
quickens those scriptures in your heart that you've quoted and memorized. Just begin to speak them out in this place. Lord, we trust you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Not when the enemies are gone, but in the presence of my enemies. I thank you today, Lord, that the cup is overflowing. That there's an anointing. There's an anointing for those that walk through the valley of the shadow of death. If they have a heart and a mind set to obey and love you, there is an anointing. And your promise is that goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. All the days of our lives.